What is crack lagging Beautiful people of the world today. Coming at you live as always, Sammy Lamilo. What is up, my yeah, dudes? I hope you guys have a wonderful day today, man. We are back again with another ATK episode, season three, episode seven today, man. I'm really excited to share this with you guys. Walking a little bit further in Galatians today, man. Last time we kind of talked about being righteous by faith, right? Not anything that we've done, but just for the fact of our faith in Jesus. You know, that he gives us this free gift. But the thing about a gift is we have to accept a gift, right? If we don't accept it, man, we didn't get it. You know, it's it's accepting the gift that he's given us. It's an invitation, but we have to accept that, you know? That's how it works. But man, it's not by earning it. It's not by doing this, that, or the other. It's not by being a good person. But it's only through what Jesus has done for us, and we accept that. And it's so easy to do. <laughs> it's so easy. He made it easy for a reason so that everybody could come to him. He doesn't want anybody to perish, but he wants all of us to turn to repentance and, and seek him, seek the king. It's important, man. He made us free from the law, not so we could run back to it, but so we can run to him. Uh, man, that's a little bit about what we talked about last time. Today, we're going to walk through Galatians chapter 3, verses 15, roughly through 22. Uh, we'll walk through this, and man, it's got some really, really good stuff. It just kind of shows us like even a better picture of why the law can't interfere with what Jesus has done. Why, why the law, one, cannot satisfy, right? And also, like, being a good person and everything, like, keeping the law does not make us righteous, right? That's basically what it's saying. It's continuing on throughout this thing that it's only the promise of God, the gospel, man, that, it, that it's only through Jesus. It's this... It's not repetitive, but it's it's saying it in different ways to make sure that they understood it, right? Making sure that the Galatians at this time understood is like, man, nothing else is going to do it. Nothing else is going to do it. If if it would have been something else, we would have figured it out by now. You know, he's t he's telling the Galatians like, man, stop like believing all these fake teachers and false teachers, man. Like all these guys are lying to you. It's only through Jesus, you know. But we will pray really quick, man, and then we will hop into what we have planned for today. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all you've done for us. Thank you so much for all you've given for us, God. I pray you allow us to, allow us to be bold. God, fill us up with, with your righteousness, God. Make us who you want us to be. God, make us in the image of you, the image of your son. God, continue to change us into people you would have us be, not who the world is pushing us to be, God, as we know. It's a hard world that we live in. God, and there's so many, so many pressures, God, from each and every way, God, that change, that, that want to change us and mold us in the way they want to. God, change us into who you want us to be. God, thank you for all you've done. Allow us to be bold. Allow us to be people that are bold for the kingdom, God, and continue to love on others, even though we live in a world that doesn't really love well. God, thank you so much for all you've done. Thank you so much for all you've given for us, God. Bless this message. Bless anybody that was able to see it. In Christ's name, amen. All right, so... Picking up in chapter 3, verse 15. So Paul says right here, right? And we'll kind of split this up into two different parts, like 15 through 19-ish, and then like 19 through the end of it. So <clears throat> first thing he says, he says, Let me give you an everyday illustration, my brothers. Once a contract has been properly drawn up and signed, it is honored by both parties and can neither be disregarded nor modified by a third party. Right. We understand that. So it's like, say a contract is signed up, right? It's drawn up, blah, 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 blah. Like, even if someone were to come in at that point, right, they can't null or vo void or modify anything that those two people, like say a third party came in, that guy cannot modify what these two people wrote up, right? And agreed upon. It's, it's set in stone, right? 
So he says, now the promises were made to Abraham in his seed. Note in passing that the scripture says not seeds, but uses the singular seed, meaning Christ, right? Jesus Christ came through the lineage of Abraham and the bubble, like the length of it all, man. I'll, I'll link that in the description below, man. You can read through the entire genealogy if you guys want to. <laughs> but um, in verse 16, it says, now the promises were made to Abraham in his seed, right? It's meaning Christ right there. It's not meaning like just Abraham's, it's not meaning Abraham's children, but it's like, it means Jesus. He's talking about Jesus. He's not talking about Abraham's seeds. He's talking about Abraham's seed, Jesus, right? Because Jesus came through that line, but uses the singular seed, meaning Christ. <clears throat> I say then that the law, which came into existence 430 years later, cannot render null and void the original contract, quote unquote, right? Which God had made and thus robbed the promise of its value. For if the receiving of the inheritance were to depend on the law, then it does not depend on the promise. But, gave, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. So what he's saying right there, after like, you know, it came through Jesus, that promise came through Jesus, or that, that promise or that covenant that was made between Abraham and God, right? We kind of talked about that last time. Um, he said the law cannot like it, which uh, which came into existence 430 years later, right? So 430 years later, <laughs> the law comes in, right? So say this third party, right? You've got Abraham, the, the, the promise between God and Abraham, right? Contract was signed up, right? Written by God, con like confirmed between them two, right? Con a covenant between them two, a promise, a contract, whatever you want to call it, right? Between them two, a third party comes in, say the law, right? Say the law comes in 430 years later and tries to null or void or modify what God was saying. That's not right, correct? Like, just like what we talked about, like if two people confirm on, on one particular thing on a contract, it can't be null or voidified by anybody else, right? Or, or, or modified by anybody else, voidified, modified by anybody else. So the same thing is true in this scenario, right? He's saying that, man, the law came in later after this point. And also, man, it cannot void or null the original contract God made. It would rob the promise of its value. It would rob the promise of its value. That's what he says. Like, man, you understand this. Like, if, if we had to work and earn it and, and do all these things, man, like they're, like they're telling the Galatians that they have to do, if you had to like do this, do X, Y, and Z, be a good person, blah, 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 like all this stuff, God changes us into people that look like him as we seek him. It's not by our doing, it's by his doing as we seek him, right? But man, he's saying that the law would rob the promise of its value if that was the way that we were made righteous. You know, he's saying like if, if we had to do X, Y, and Z, it would it would say the fact that we had to earn it, that that one, it could be measured to different people. It's like, oh, I did more than this guy. Oh, I did more than this guy. Oh, I did more than this guy. Dude, it, it would rob the fact <laughs> that God rips every vestige of credit that we could possibly have by the mere fact that he gave us this as a gift. He gave us the gospel as a gift and we have to accept it. That's why it makes sense that the law can't come in later, one, and remove or null or void or modify the original promise that God gave to us, and that it would rob the promise of its value, you know?
If it were depend on the law, for it says later, for if the receiving of the inheritance were to depend on the law, then it does not depend on the promise, right? So if it depends on the law, it's either one or the other, right? Are we made righteous by the law or are we made righteous by what God said through the gospel, through Jesus Christ, right? Death and resurrection. And what he says is like, if the receiving of the inheritance, what do you think of when you think of the word inheritance? For me personally, it's like, I think like I'm inheriting something inherit means to like to get you are getting something and you didn't necessarily earn that you know you didn't necessarily earn that it's just for the fact that one you were in the family and like it's like hey i'm gonna give this to him like my last will and testament right it's like i'm gonna give this to him and you didn't necessarily earn all that stuff but it was given to you because you were part of the family and that is the promise of God. He's giving us this opportunity to become part of the family and we inherit everything that he has because of the fact that we are part of the family. Crazy. The law doesn't do that, man. It's a work, 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 work to get to a certain point and maybe, maybe, just maybe you're good enough. That's not it. That is not it, man. He says, man, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. God promised Abraham that through Jesus, we would all be saved, that all the nations would be blessed. Man, it is only through Jesus. Moving a little bit further, we kind of change gears here in verse uh, 19, kind of through 22. He says, where then lies the point of the law? It was like, so what's the point? Like, what is what point does the law serve then? If, if we don't live by the law, then what's it serve? Like, why do we even have it? It's like did, like, did God make a mistake? No, he does make mistakes, right? But what it says is like it was an addition made to underline the existence and extent of sin, but only until the arrival of the seed, quote unquote, Jesus, right, to whom the promise referred. So is the law for no reason? No, but man, it shows us the extent of our sin and man, the existence of it. It shows us the existence and the extent of our sin. It points us to Jesus. It points us to the facts like, oh my gosh, I'm screwed. I can't do it. Like, man, it, it points to the fact that we need somebody else. That's what the law does. It points us to Jesus. It points us to someone else that man's like, I, I need some help because I can't do this. I can't do it on my own. I can't be good enough. I, I, I suck. You know, we suck sometimes. But man, God, it, Jesus is the only way that we're made righteous. He says, until the point, until the arrival of the seed, Jesus, to whom the promise referred. Jesus is the promise. Later on, it says, the law was appointed by means of angels, by the hand of an intermediary. Right? Talking about Moses. Right? So it's like, you get the law, off, or like the angels handed down the law to Moses, and then Moses handed it to the people. Right? And he says, the very fact that there was an intermediary, intermediary, <laughs> intermediary, <laughs> Um, but the very fact that there was an intermediary is enough to show that this was not the fulfilling of the promise. For the promise of God needs neither angelic witness nor intermediary, but depends on him alone. So, man, the, the promise of God, it doesn't depend on anybody else but Jesus. It doesn't depend on anybody else but him. The fact that there was an intermediary, the fact that there was a middleman, shows us. That man is like, it's not <laughs> like that, that it, the law was not the way that it was not the promise that God was talking about. But man, that the law was put in place, was given to us to show us the extent of our sin, to show us the existence of our sin, man, that we needed somebody, that we needed Jesus, right? It was to point us to Jesus. Later on, <clears throat> 
He says, is the law then to be looked upon as a contradiction of the promises? So it's like, he says, you know, is the law like a contradiction of what God said then of, uh, of the gospel? No, he says, certainly not. For if there could have been a law which gave men spiritual life, then that law would have produced righteousness. But as things are, the scripture has all men imprisoned under the power of sin. So, to the, so that to men in such condition, the promise might be given to all who believe in Jesus Christ. Man, the law is there only to point us to Jesus. It points us to God. It points us to a Savior. Because, man, we cannot do it on our own. We can't. We can try and try and try and try and try, but man, it's not going to be enough. Our, our like we can't, we are not righteous in and of ourselves, but we are only righteous when we cling to the faith in Jesus. When we cling to faith in Jesus, man, we are made righteous by what He's done. He wraps us up in His righteousness, and that's what God sees. When we make a decision to follow Jesus, man, we have been given everything. The inheritance that we were talking about, right? The promise of the gospel to change us into people he wants us to be, right? People that look like him, love like him, talk like him, walk like him. People that are like him. Man, God desperately wants to change your life. But it's only through that acceptance of the gift that he's trying to give you. I hope you guys know that, man. That was all I have for you guys today, man. Next time we'll walk a little bit further in Galatians. Um, but man, I, I just want to challenge you guys, man. It's like, it's only through Jesus that we're saved. It's only through that. It's not any of these good works. It's not this, this, that, and the other. But man, God will lead us to good works when we know him, right? But man, it's not the good works that save us. It's only through Jesus. I hope you guys make that decision, man, just to, to come to know him in a real relationship because he will, desperately wants to know you desperately man and he will change your life for the better i promise you i promise man i hope you guys have a wonderful day today man i hope this is good for you guys hope it was blessed you guys i hope it challenged you guys as well um but yeah i'm gonna drink a little bit more coffee i've got the dunder mifflin coffee mug old white fruit it's good stuff but man i hope you guys have a wonderful day today man um next time we walk a little bit further in galatians have a wonderful day do something great grand wonderful party i love you guys dance kingdom is always in dude say We'll see you guys on the next one.